0: listeners, welcome to our podcast, Alpha Bet You Never Knew That, With three friends chill and talk about all things spooky, but in alphabetical order. Have you ever questioned the unknown? Are you wondering if there are supernatural things lurking out there, things that are hidden from plain sight? Well, this is the perfect place for you. We're your hosts, Javaria, Maria, and Minol, and we post new episodes every other Friday. <coughs> Disturbing the peace of the deceased ones and failing to honor them with respect might live with you for a lifetime. The people who forget history are doomed to repeat it, and so on the spiral unleashes. Indian burial grounds are commonly associated with American horror pop culture, but are these stories based on something real or are they just a hoax? Tonight, we'll dive deep into what they are and do our best to cover this topic. And we have Javira starting starting us off.
1: Thank you, Maria. Okay, so um, I'm going to do my best to start us off with the intro. Um, So what are they? Basically, at first glance, um, or what they actually are, are places to bury the deceased bodies of Native Americans and Indian tribes that, you know, have perished over the years. And, um, but... When we look at like horror pop culture, and that seems to be um, there, see there needs to be another story. So that it falls like two types. One is one stereotype or one um, like myth or something like that uh, is that when a building is on or built on an ancient Indian burial ground, the bu- the building it is thought that the building will become haunted and it will be filled with evil spirits that will haunt the people who are inside the inhabitants. Um, and this is like, like I guess you can say an example of this would probably be, um, oh, we'll go over through examples, but like Amity horror and we'll I'll go into that a little bit more. Um, and then like a second one is like, if a person disturbs a burial ground Uh, there is a curse that is placed upon them and that will follow them until they are until they like calm the spirits down and return the burial ground to its original state. So basically um, also it's also thought as a place as um, of treasure and ancient um, artifacts where uh, actually, a lot of looting has occurred, and I'll probably go into that a little bit more later. So um, there's actually it's thought that there is no Indian burial ground that actually exists, um, like kind of the what I just described to you before. And um, a lot of people, and this, actually, a lot of tribes do not like when an Indian burial ground is disturbed and, you know, not respected. And they actually do not believe in uh, evil spirits that are returning back from the dead or like if you disturb them, but, you know, it's more so like just kind of, I guess the mystic that's usually thought of um, Native American culture. And I guess that's what people commonly associate and that's where they get these ideas. So, but I actually will go through some famous locations that I thought were pretty interesting. And a lot of people actually that I've learned in my research uh, actually love to go and visit Indian burial grounds just for showing respect or just, I don't know, they're very curious and uh, they just want to see how, what it's like. Maybe some people actually are into like the horror like theme. So maybe that's what drives them. But uh, And then there's just like some who are just really interested because uh there are actually really interesting ones one is the serpent mounds um this is like a place in pebbles ohio and this is this is like 1370 feet long it's actually um the longest serpent effigy and um now historians don't really know like where which culture or which tribe was built on the mound, and but they do know it wasn't like meant to be built for burial purposes. Uh, they say that there could be like some astro astrological astrological significance um, in the way the like uh, structure is built. Uh, it's like like the head aligns for the summer solstice and sun, but then, you know, the curves can be the lunar position and like the, co- the coils and the tail, like, cause it's like a sh- sort of like curved and shaped like a snake. And so like the tail could be like related to the winter solstice and um, yeah, like some people kind of theorize it's like, it's supposed to uh, represent a legend of Yucatina, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that and which is a a giant mystic snake of Native American lore and yeah that's like one of them (laughs) and then there's another one that's really um, interesting so this one is in this is the Fort Ancient Museum and um, this one is it actually took them so this is uh, in Oregonia Ohio and it took them 400 years to build like a 3.5 like uh, these walls and to enclose like 100 acres of land and uh, mostly like they think this whole structure was built to you know for social and ceremonial gatherings and yeah it was like they also found like a calendar that was made of rocks and that correspond again with the astrolog- astrological like summer and winter solstice and all that stuff So that sounds pretty, like, old. Um, and then there's another one uh, that is based in Spiro, Oklahoma. These are called the Spiro Mounds, and these are, like, located, um, this is, like, yeah, this is west of all the mounds. And, yeah, actually, again, going back to the looting from 1933 to 1935, Looters actually made it into the, like, Great Mortuary. Um, That was the resting place of the Spira rulers. And then they stole a lot of priceless artifacts. And um, also, like, they kind of sold human remains and more fragile pieces and just also destroying them in the process. And then they also ultimately blew up the mound with dynamite. Um, So basically, yeah, they were just kind of not being respectful in in the slightest uh, about that. So that was kind of crazy. And then there's also one that's like in Wisconsin. This is in Madison. This is called the Observatory Hill Mounds. And um, this one has like uh, animal-esque like figures, uh, like consisting of like a bird, a turtle, and it's more so like they're kind of like in good shape and it's surrounded by a lot of buildings and um yeah it's more so like uh very animalistic, like nature-esque, replicating that uh type of mounds and yeah, so that's like one of some of them I found were interesting. But yeah, it's uh, I would see like a sense of um I guess a lot of the mounds are kind of trying to replicate nature and also like the sky and, you know, it's in space, which I think can do them, well, in my opinion, I guess, I don't know if it does them actual justice or not. Um, but I do think as long as you respect the place that um, they are buried in, it's important to, to take it as that. Um, but yeah so far no one has been cursed <laughs> um, but basically how native americans are buried it kind of varies from different traditional like tribes because there are so many native american tribes that you can't even like like there it's just impossible you know it's it's they're very like different you know there could be like some sentiment cinnamon- synonymous like factor to them but it's overall very different and in some uh but basically most of them believe that it's actually um it's not good to have contact with the remains of the deceased like once they're like deceased you have to kind of let them live and or be buried in that state and just not disturb them and actually in some indigenous cultures if you like disrupt a dead body it kind of it prevents them like their spirit from moving peacefully to the afterlife and um and and that's actually um not just also inclusive to like Native American culture but also like other cultures too like um Thai culture or Ashkenazi like a culture or even some various like European cultures where the dead should be Respected and just not disturbed. Native Hawaiians believe that the deceased uh, remains following their death, like they have, they're very sacred and they should be taken good care of and respected. And um, like actually, the deceased kind of builds up their sustenance for future generations, um, you know, building their spiritual growth and also, like, you know, kind of protecting the earth in a lot of ways because you become one with the earth and um if you if you do like disturb the burial site it's very disrespectful and you can possibly um uh, bring suffering to the descendants of the deceased so that's something to consider right there um and then the nava navajo navajo i'm sorry i'm so sorry for pronouncing mispronouncing it um believe a body should be properly buried so like again the spirit can move on and if it is improperly buried um, you know it they kind of remain in the physical world but not to the IBG trope uh, Indian burial ground trope they do not believe the spirit will like wreak havoc on the living and they actually just want to you know they're kind of like in their own like mind and like own place where they just want to move on and find peace in the afterlife that's it so <laughs> and and then the in- inuit uh they're kind of they're uh left they're often leave their deceased out on the ice to be um like kind of like a cycle of nature where they they're eaten by predators and it's kind of um it's like, almost like you're replicating nature where, you know, the survival, of, almost like the survival of it is where it's like, you, you're kind of being mindful of nature as well and not like wasting anything. And I, that's very interesting to me. So, uh, and then the Sioux, they believe that the dead should uh, reconnect again, like earth and nature and, you know, their spirits should not be, feared and um actually the sioux will seek guidance from spirits like their um their past deceased relatives were to guide them and you know lead them in their lives
0: so that's that's very uh, interesting as well you know the one thing that i didn't know was how many different tribes there were yeah there's
1: so many so 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 many i can't even Like, actually, let me look up how
2: many are... I mean, honestly, like, there's, like, a big problem with people, like, overgeneralizing stuff, like, they'll just be, like, everybody's the same, and they all have the same process, and it's, like, no, like, everybody has, like, Mm -hmm. they have a very highly, like, specific process for, like, everything, And, and like you mentioned with, like, the burial process, like, everybody has, like, their own thing, but people, because I think of pop culture, like, people just molded everybody into, like, the same category, and it's, like, no, that's not true at all. And I feel like people often think they're more similar than they are different. I guess that's why.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're very different. And, you know, they all have like their own dress code and like the way they conduct um, like relationships and everything. Like no one tribe is the same. And, you know, and even like geographically, like in a in a way they're like more in the cold regions, right? Colder regions. Um, and then there's like there's just so like geographically they shape differently, and I would imagine like they have their own traditions as well. So the US government actually recognizes 574 Indian tribes. This is including 48 states and Alaska. So and I'm assuming also Hawaii too. Uh but yeah. And this is not, like, you know, natives also do not exist in the United States. They exist in Canada and Australia, right? Um, So, like, you know, it's not just the U.S. I'm I'm actually curious how, uh, in other countries, like, especially Australia, like, how they um, see Indian burial grounds.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's the same, like, idea, like, to are they seen the same way because i know the u.s we we kind of make <laughs> that like oh
1: an indian burial crown you're gonna be haunted and all that stuff so um I, I don't know i don't really hear that much from australia any australian listeners out there please let us know and tell us because i'm i'm curious <laughs>
2: I mean, I've heard, I don't know if like they believe in like cursed land maybe, but I've heard mm-hmm. that they also have a history of like disrespecting the the native burial grounds and in general. So oh, I guess it's okay. just, yeah, there's just a lot of issues with native people just because like, I guess because yeah. it's been so many centuries since that has been an issue and like it hasn't really been properly addressed to be honest anywhere. So I guess, you know history sometimes repeats itself (laughs) so there's that That's really sad um
1: just I don't know it seems like they're very uh not being taken in consideration which makes me like really angry because it's still like it's a life it's a human body they should have like respect and i don't know like how would you feel if someone built a building over your like dead relatives
0: that would be not good right just it's horrible i wonder like i understand like how it would be disrespectful to do that but i wonder how they came up with the idea that they were haunting them as a result of what of building those buildings on the burial grounds you know I like, think, how would you know that that was the cause?
1: I think it's more so like history. When people think of like Native Americans, they almost have like this mystique about them that contrasts a lot from European settlers. So uh, I think people take that into con- and kind of morph it into like, paranormal stuff and ghosts and the unknown and they like take those ideas and mix it together and you know it's still dead it's dead people but it's also like dead people of like spirit spirituality and you know like the that kind of culture so that's what makes it very scary for or people like to make those assumptions
0: I think they just see them they see native americans as like i don't know like maybe differently Mm -hmm. and they just assume that they're associated with evil spirits or just because they're a bit different than our practices yeah
1: uh they definitely see them as as other like especially back then uh they're kind of separate and they're different and actually so um there's actually they actually been um some of their well so okay so Native Americans uh they're they've had like a forced removal from the east um which actually made led to the creation of reservations and Indian lands were lost and um basically they kind of had this like separation from their ancestors and like throughout the Indian wars of the 19th century the remains of fallen Indians uh, they were collected by the U.S. army and their bodies were kind of examined in a very like scientific um, very cold manner like they were stripped from their flesh and the bones were sent back to Washington D.C. and like housed for decades in the government and like other private institutions where thousands of skulls and bones were kept uh, hidden away or they were kind of yeah they were just examined for like scientific um experiments and you know just just kind of judging them their you know like their bone structure their cranial size like intelligence their diet dna Like all of those kind of stuff. And yeah, a lot of their like remains were kind of showcased and made to view in public or even private museums without any kind of labeling as well. So it was kind of like just uh, like they were shown for decoration or just like, oh, wow, look at this Native American skull like back then or all of that stuff. Or like, you know, it's just like for profit. And it's just kind of like they just weren't like treated in the, risk correct way it's just like they were seen as something like other right you were going back to
0: yeah just very sad in some parts today like they still are not treated right
1: yeah it's just i don't know that's so weird like i i guess i understand like one thing to understand like human genealogy or like you know how different like races um, have their like bone structure because it does kind of vary, right? Uh, between like I guess Caucasian and Black, or you know Asian or whatever. Um, so I guess there's like that too for science, but you know that's that's one thing. But then like to kind of subjugate them to that uh manner, and I don't know, just kind of like I don't know, you're just taking the respect away and just treating it like an object instead of human that once lived. <laughs>
2: I mean honestly like when you mentioned that they did like scientific experiments it's like what are they aliens like it's such a (laughs) weird like way to to treat another human being you know like just because they're they look different and they have Mm -hmm. religious like differences doesn't mean that we should abuse that and I guess that's where the tension comes from is more like the beliefs and all that because what they believe in is totally different you know from what most people believe in America especially and I think that misconception about their religion is a is a big part because it's like they don't understand that um, Native Americans are pretty peaceful and I think that Mm -hmm. that like the idea of like them believing in like nature and their gods has kind of made it into like some sort of violent story or something that's like been popularized now and people are like too scared to, to even like you know trying to mess with that or like they have like this fear of something that's not even there you know it's so weird yeah i i honestly do not think it
1: just it just it conf- baffles me but i guess um i i hope we've evolved from since then um and there are people who are still fighting for protections of indian burial grounds and you know um especially in the late tw- uh, 20th century and um in 1990 uh, there was actually an American a Native American Grace Protection and Rep- Repatriation sorry act um of 1990 so that was passed that was a bill that passed uh, to protect indigenous cultural sites and to give them the proper respect of he- of their human remains and any like sacred uh, funeral items of indigenous people. And basically this would all be federally funded, um, or, like the organ- federally funded organism- government organizations would have to consult, um, they would kind of have to like agree upon with indigenous groups before, if they ever wanted to develop on sites or, or if they found any like um, artifacts or c- cultural items, and um, they, but you know, you have to prove your lineage. Uh, if you're an indigenous group, you have to prove all of that stuff, and um, but that's kind of like uh, there's some limitations with that as well. But yeah, uh, so there actually has been like you know, and obviously there has been public support for it i'm sure of you know of any development and
0: all of that stuff but yeah it's like sad to the point that they have to like create a new whole law and protection yeah and them.
1: that that was passed in the 1990 like that was yeah. pretty that was fairly recent uh, i mean not like recent recent but you know i would imagine this should have been passed uh, like a while ago like exactly. much much more much much more um but you know it, it just goes to prove like there's still limitations and we do need to um give attention to their remains and they are humans so we have to treat them as such and um you know and just show like proper respect and
0: i'm glad that there is you know some support from them and i hope that this protection and act like help to reduce the number of um, disrespect that happens in their burial grounds. because mm-hmm. um, I don't know the effects that happened after that that this was um pushed out. So I just hope that there was I mean I, I obviously there was some changes, right?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm hoping there were um a few A lot. Um, And, you know, I guess it really does come down to a lot of Native American activists that the the person who actually fought for this, her name was Maria Pearson, and uh, she was a Yankton Dakota activist uh, who kind of fought for this. So I I guess it just shows that um, people are still fighting for it even today and whether it's through tiktok or through social media or you know actually going on the front lines and protesting because i'm assuming there still has to be work there and um you know they have to a lot of uh, native americans have to prove their like you know lineage and all of that stuff to even get protection all right well i guess that's my part and um I'll
2: let Minal take it away with what you're going to talk about. All right. So we kind of went into the history of everything, but honestly, now that you know, we know about more of like the origins of the Indian burial grounds. Now we know in pop culture that Indian burial grounds have a huge trope around them, that it's just so overused at this point. And I'm pretty sure everybody has heard of this in at least a horror movie that they have watched in the past. And it's just, it's gone so popularized. And it actually began around the late 1970s. And it became kind of like a movie meme. And it was uh popularized that there was this sort of ghost behavior that existed in people's houses because that there was some sort of like disrespect that happened where they built a, a house or a hotel on the spot of a burial ground. And that's why there's all these hauntings that are happening. And this was a trope in America and even Canada, and it's so popular now. And people often think that the indigenous cultures are very ancient and mystical, and they kind of bring evil spirits and bad luck and even curses upon people as well. And uh, this gained a lot of momentum during the 80s, especially because that's when the horror genre really pushed this idea. And This actually started um, with Amityville Horror. I'm pretty sure most people have heard of this movie. And it's considered one of the most classic horror movies of all time. And it was actually based on a true story of a house that was very, very haunted, apparently because the property was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. And according to the Lutz family, who was the family that actually moved in right after the famous murder that happened in that house... Um, They claim that the area was once used by the Shinnecock Indians as an enclosure for the sick, mad, and dying, and these people had actually um, died of exposure on the land, and it was also claimed that the dead that uh, passed away on that land were actually not buried there because there was actually some sort of um, claim of these demons that were residing in that area so they didn't want to bury them there and this story was actually confirmed by a famous celebrity ghost hunter named Hans Holzer who had investigated the Amityville house uh, with this medium named Ethan Johnson Myers and according to Holzer the ghost of an indigenous chief contacted the medium and he said that he had murdered uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr's family Uh, including four younger siblings by possessing him and until then the victims had been blamed for the haunting but are now indigenous ghosts um, being the real culprit of the story and the 1979 Amityville horror movie actually was adapted uh, with Holzer's claims being in the script as well and this was all based off the book so they actually included that part into the movie only and this is kind of fueling the fire of like this curse and how you know burial grounds are haunted and they're out to get everybody and this became so popular and not just that movie being the only one there was also Pet Cemetery, a famous uh, movie based off the Stephen King novel and that movie was also based on the idea of a pet cemetery being buried or being made next to a Native American burial ground and that's what caused the animals to come to life and, and come after everybody and kind of show this evil that is associated with all that. And also, you probably know The Shining is a very popular one also of representing this idea because it talks about the Stanley Hotel being haunted because it was also built on a burial ground and Jack goes crazy and all these ghosts appear out of nowhere and even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is also talks about uh, an Indian burial ground where the city is built over, and that's why there's all these hauntings. So as you can tell, there's tons of so uh, pop culture references of this, and it can be understood that this idea has so embedded into a lot of people, and that's why a lot of people hesitate around you know Native American culture, and they have tons of misconceptions about it, and that kind of fueled that that idea. So. Um, But that's not the only story that, you know, that have made this popular. there's actually some real true stories that have claimed that because of Native American land, that that area became haunted. Um, In fact, in 1966, there was a story about a Lake Shawnee amusement park in West Virginia that actually was abandoned during that time. And it actually opened in the 1920s by a businessman named Connolly T. Sniddo, who built a swing set and... A ferris wheel and he turned the pond into an open-air swimming pool so it was quite big and it was very popular at the time but there were actually six tragic deaths that had happened including the drowning of a young boy that actually forced the closure of the park after 40 years of operation and one of the most horrific cases of that story was actually involving a little girl in a pink dress who used, the, used to use the swing sets, and when the truck reversed down its path, it actually hit her and it killed her instantly. So it was a very graphic and violent death, and because of those tragedies that it had had to shut down, for sure. Um, but in 18 1988, it was discovered that those who had met their demise at the Kurs theme park were actually not the only ones. There were 13 other bodies discovered during an archaeological dig at that site, and most of the remains found were actually of young children. Uh, Local research and evidence only confirmed that the tragic story of what really happened on the ground, and it was, it turns out that this um this place called mercer county not far from this place called matoaka i hope i'm pronouncing that right um it's actually home to the tribe of shawnee for many many years but in 1775 the first white settlers arrived and his name was mitchell clay and he had built a farm with his for his family and often that farm was a problem for a lot of the natives that were living there in the land And they didn't really feel good about him building a whole farm on that land because it was actually theirs. So in 1783, a band of Indians actually killed his youngest son and his daughter, Tabitha, and abducted his eldest son, who was taken to Ohio and actually burnt to the stake. And Clay took revenge for this and he murdered several of the Shawnee as well. And the rest of the tribe, uh, knowing that Clay would be supported by the government, Um, And since that, it had been recently independent of the U.S., um, fled West Virginia and settled in Kansas. So nowadays, the remains of the Shawnee Nation lives mainly in Oklahoma, so they have moved from their original place. And uh, Gaylord White, who now owns that land, um, was actually featured on the Travel Channel's uh, most terrifying places in America. He said that sometimes the seat of the swing in that area actually starts to move underneath your hand until you feel cold air blowing through the seat and his son said that he even has seen a little girl in her pink dress covered in blood and he said that she looks at me and as long as she looks at me I couldn't even move so this is a very yeah (laughs) very uh creepy story honestly even who knows what the real origin is but that's still really terrifying
0: (laughs) what so the guy so the guy who owns the place saw it after like 10 years later
2: yeah they did kind of like a a dig or whatever after a certain amount of time and that's when they kind of discovered that there was actually more than than the tragedies that had happened and people correlate that with the the tragedies of the amusement
0: park so that was probably built on a a burial ground generally. yeah
2: because it was the uh, um it was owned by the shawnee tribe for a long time but they said that because of the murders that had happened between them and mitchell clay like because of that that land is cursed now because of of that tension so,
1: so- if i'm getting this straight um basically it was opened in 1920s Then there were like a few deaths then they had to close it down but then, sorry, the little girl in the pink dress, she was like the most recent one to go down. And then once they found her body, the young children of the other, like the other bodies, the native Shawnee tribe, and then the white settler family? Place? Tri- like yeah. Tribe.
2: Um, See, this is where, were, I think the 13 bodies that they're referring to are probably one that like that clash happened i they didn't really specify if it was from the like 1775 or something or like after that so i'm assuming that's when it happened but they said it was of younger children oh so Why the younger, younger children? children but i mean the thing is remember when in the the shawnee tribe they killed all of his three kids
1: Oh, so right. I okay. I
2: wonder if it's three kids including them and other kids, but like I don't know where the other kids came from to be honest. That's a bit weird. <laughs> wait, why? Wait, why in nineteen eighty eight? Nineteen eighty eight. I don't know. I mean, maybe they went back to like, like who who went back? Um, they said there was just an archaeological dig. Didn't really. I don't think it was the original owner that. Oh,
1: why would they go back to that theme part? Just to like redevelop it or something?
2: I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe.
1: Because in 1966 it was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, But then they went back basically 22 years later. I'm not yeah, that's sure. That's a bit odd.
2: That is weird, yeah. Double digits. <laughs> uh, a mystery. Maybe that land is like Maybe some sort of ancient land that maybe they were doing something else, and then they coincidentally found that. I'm not really sure about that. Um, let me
1: look this up. I want to look these up.
2: So it's abandoned right now. Yeah, it's like a ghost town basically now.
1: So if you were to go there, it would be like you'd be haunted or something.
0: The thing is, nothing happened when the theme park was open for forty years. And then suddenly, or do you think the deaths, like, happen over time and they didn't know? They
2: definitely happened um over time, but they closed it, like, 40 years after. So that, like, it oh, took, okay. like, I'm six people to it. die. And then,
1: I mean... I, I would have thought they just, like, you know, okay, it happens, it happens, whatever. Let's <laughs> just keep running business.
2: It's like a cover-up. I mean, I don't know, maybe... It was, like, too obvious. It doesn't seem like a very big town from what I'm hearing, so maybe that's why.
1: Maybe. You have to pay, like, like Disney
2: dollars per person to visit. Oh,
1: dang. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and someone, yeah, they were,
2: like, I'm just reading the reviews, and someone said it's, like, not worth visiting. Oh, well, I mean, now why would you? I mean, it's, like, completely empty. It's, like, old. It's all, like, rusty and... I guess people want to like see
1: that it's like a paranormal site I guess people want to see but
2: yeah, yeah it's apparently really haunted actually
0: yeah it I, just looks very dingy yeah I just googled the images and it looks so scary dude
2: yeah it's like it's like the weird oh, haunted amusement parks especially are just they have like their own creepy vibe for some reason it's just yeah, so eerie like
1: I don't know, that, that Ferris wheel, uh, so dead, <laughs> but, okay, so like the, going back to the Amity horror, um, I was actually also reading on that too, and I found that, um, actually some, like, they don't think that tribe was, um, near that place in New York,
2: yeah that's that's the weird part it's like were they actually over there is this like a some sort of generalization maybe so, it's a little weird and sorry to fill into that story um so apparently why they did all those diggings was because in the 80s Gaylord what right or white, sorry. He was um he was the one that had purchased the property like later on in the eighties, and that's why they they dug it because they wanted to like make room for everything, and then that's when they came they, across those bones. Yeah, they they actually came across
0: those ones though. They,
2: they said they came across uh, children's bones as well as Native American artifacts.
0: Hmm. Why do you guys think that it only happened to children?
2: Maybe it's because I mean, looking at the story, like when they had that like that fight the kids that were buried over there maybe that's why it's like only affecting kids because that's the land
0: that they had died on Mm -hmm. and it's only kids in a theme park too like adults wouldn't really
1: i mean kids die easily right
2: kids die easily um i mean mm -hmm. especially in a theme park in the 1920s (laughs) it's not hard to believe you know Because it's Mm. like, there's no safety regulations or anything. Uh, It is a
1: question worth asking twice, though. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It it is interesting. Like, I guess kids are always um, closely related to the paranormal, or that's what we always think of. And, you know, they're very susceptible and all that
2: stuff. Yeah, because they're innocent. But yeah. maybe it's because that land is already, you know, has those kid bones in there and it led to, you know, one thing to the next and that's why I I don't know, cause didn't
1: like the Montalket like Montalkit a nation, um didn't they deny like cause did you like research anything like on a sanitarium that existed?
2: Um, are you talking about the sanitarium in this area, like in in the Amityville,
1: region? like the Lutzes.
2: yeah they said that it was a sanitarium for the the native americans they had put them there and that's why they like they were really sick but what they had passed away in that in the sanitarium that was built like basically where the amityville house is built that's where it was built and they actually did not bury them there though that was the the misconception because a lot of people thought that they were buried there because they're like oh that's why there's all these curses and all these ghosts wandering around and it's like no because yeah. the native americans like you had mentioned earlier like it's because they respect their dead and they don't want to yeah you know, build it in a place that's like you're yes. not okay and like they like i was saying earlier they had believed there was a lot of demons over there and that's the weird part it's like why did they think there were demons over there
0: wait yeah. who believed that
2: the the Native Americans that oh. were in that area, because that's why they didn't bury their dead there. Because they they're believe. like there's demons there. They wow. must have felt something, right? Like that the maybe. Stuff. Yeah, honestly, that could be the reason why that house is haunted. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be surprised.
1: I I wouldn't be either. Um, yeah, demons. I don't know. I guess everyone just has their way of like feeling that there is something wrong with the land. And I'm sure they felt it. Before cameras, all that other stuff. Um, I guess it's the certain
0: air that they comes around. They own the land too, and like they, they do a lot of stuff like underground, like burying and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I think they would know.
2: the, yeah, the area. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't want to like steer too like away from this topic. I guess it's like in a sense, with this story, like the, the amusement park story, it's like, well, if someone was dead on a land, wouldn't you think it's haunted? Like, I don't think that has anything to do with being Native American or like anything like that. I think it's just sounds yeah. like a, a typical horror story yeah. you hear on the internet or something like that. Yeah. Oh, what they happen to be Native American? No yeah, way. exactly. Like I don't think that yeah. like it's not like oh just Native American curses. Like I think that's just like a a typical cemetery trope mm-hmm. of like bones being buried under the ground, and that's why you know because yeah. I mean like you were saying like the like a lot of people don't want to disrespect their dead, so it makes sense True. that mm-hmm. like ghosts are like I don't want to like be disrespected and like you're not
0: buried in a proper place. So like that mm-hmm. can happen to anyone, any culture exactly
1: right. yeah i know in that movie uh what was that the blair witch movie like uh one of the characters messed around with the indian burial grounds and they got like a curse wait was it an I indian burial it? i thought it was a witch no i think it was an indian burial ground oh my god I thought it
2: was a witch because it was like <gasps> Oh, the wait. rocks
0: let girl. me oh, yeah. yeah it was so itch yeah was no, like
1: indian burial ground i think they said that or something wait let me look at the wikipedia really like quick update so they camp for the night and then they find an old cemetery with seven small cairns a cairn is a man so you know how they see those stones mm-hmm. right those pile of stones mm-hmm. so those are meant to be like bodies right for like uh you know, I'm sorry, I've not rece- researched this um, that much, but they're used by a lot of Indigenous uh, pe- people. Maybe someone who's watched this movie can prove me wrong. <laughs> We're ignoring you two for a second. And um,
2: that's like another trope, I thought. I, I mean, know. it sounds similar because, I mean, you're saying that it's like the Indian Braille stone. So yeah.
1: That's what I thought. Um, I don't know. And then, like, after they, like, knock, oh,
2: they knock that over or something, like, a lot of the curses. Oh, right. Well, now let's move on to Mario's part where she talks a little bit more about the criticism part of all this.
0: So, um, yeah, we talked a lot about what Indian burial grounds are and what people may think Of them. Um, There's a lot of stereotypes that we talked about and misconceptions. Um, I'm just going to utter what everyone's saying. Um, So, the Indian burial grounds reinforce the outdated notion that indigenous people are ancient, mysterious, and prone to conjuring bad luck and evil spirits. Um, No reason why, but my opinion would just be because they're different. Their traditions and uh, practices are different. Than what we are normally used to. Uh, and people also believe that um, it repre- it misrepresents the historic seizure of Indigenous lands and violence towards Indigenous bodies and artifacts and cultural sites. Um, so, Native, and it, I wanna talk about, um, I think it's pronounced Terry Jane which is a Native American scholar and um, she wrote about how Indian burial grounds um, gained popularity um, through these five theories. The first theory is simply that the Indian burial grounds were so successful um, and in its early appearance, everyone was talking about it, as we talked about in pop culture, we've seen it in movies and, Others started fo- following along because it was just the norm, um, what people were used to hearing, and that's why we were seeing it all over the movies. And so the second theory um, is basically saying that Indian burial grounds um, do look different because they're like so normal, you can't you can't really realize um, that you're stepping upon their cemetery. Um, and then the third theory is that it grew out of a deeply rooted racism um, towards indigenous people. And as I said, the belief that they're evil and that their land, because their land was stolen from them, they have this sort of like revenge and need mm-hmm. for like to be evil. And that's why maybe they, this belief started. Um, and then the fourth theory theory is that people just have the fear of the unknown. They, they don't really know a lot about their culture, and um, in the twentieth century, the American people became wary and superstitious towards them, and I could see why they would start this because they're just so they're just so unsure of the specific culture, and that's when a lot of stereotypes start off, um, and it just goes on from there. And the fifth and final theory argues that the Indian burial grounds grew out of the guilt of. The settle settlers that um destructed their people and their culture and their land. Um, And as I said, going back to the previous point, they just feel the need to put that blame on the Native Americans that they Mm -hmm. feel like their land was taken away from them and they this is their response, you know. Um and we see a lot of large corporations um also taking part of this disrespect towards Native Americans. Um so they take part of this by constructing build buildings, as we talked about, on their burial grounds. They're not paying their respects. Um developers in the US are um building homes, businesses, and exploiting resources on the land where people have died and buried in um, in recent years. There has been a push to evacuate and relocate Indigenous artifacts and bodies before the div- developing on the land. And I just think that that's super disrespectful because they own the land. They can be wherever they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, who has the right to tell them to like evacuate and relocate their land? Just makes no sense to me. An example I want to talk about is Walmart. And in 1998, they have been constantly criticized for the deconstruction of indigenous culture sites, um, they were discovered um, constructing a super center on a mass grave of 154 indigenous people. And they didn't care, they didn't care um, of how the bodies were taken care of on the site or preserving them. The bodies were just removed when the constructions were going on. And in 2015, 64 indigenous bodies were found during a Walmart construction in Hawaii, and the remains waited in a trailer for over three years before they, they were reburied. That's how disrespectful cor- big corporations can be. They don't even care about what they're doing. They like Walmart, definitely knew the right about what they were doing. Um, and they just continue to do it. I just, it just blows my mind how they could. Do that. That's so messed up. Oh my god. So messed up. Like three
2: years. Like it's not even like oh three days. It's like that. Three. That's too long. Like we would not
0: see that anywhere else. Like that would be insane.
1: That's 64 bodies. Hello.
0: In a trailer. (laughs) In
1: a trailer oh my god that's so
0: bad oh my god like treat they treat not- them like trash like they think they're just like oh trash going through the construction like you know
1: yeah like that's so even treat sad
0: so like an like a pet or
1: you know or just like even a bug I, I don't know like this is like so disrespectful and like i'm just this is like 2015 as well it's not that long ago right
2: yeah exactly
1: i don't know that is so disrespectful and it just just it just shows that we have to like there's so much we can learn and improve on and like we this is not okay
0: this is not okay at all and they've been doing it for so long like in 1998 they were found doing that for 154 Mm -hmm. indigenous people
2: that's the problem. It's, like, with mm-hmm. corporations, it's so hard to, to like, even regulate it. And, like, because there's no law against it, so they just kind of right. do whatever. And And I'm sure it's not only Walmart. Walmart probably because it's, like, a bigger company. That's why. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people have done this. And the fact yes. that it's been that many years and, like, they haven't been called out yet, that's terrible. And I feel so bad for the Hawaiian people. Like, that must be terrible to, to deal with. They
1: just... Yeah. And they knew it was like indigenous cultural sites. That's the thing. It's not like they just, mm-hmm. they they had a Walmart already built on top. It happened to be on top of uh, indigenous like culture, like any like burial grounds or sites. Um, But they knew that. So that's like even more messed up in my opinion. It's history repeating itself. <laughs> right? It's a cycle that never ends and hopefully it should end. It should We end. never
0: know how many other buildings were built on burial grounds that we walk into every day I think that's why like that mentality of like being cursed is like
2: a thing because there's so many sites like we probably don't even know where all of them are you know not just burial sites but like other places that are sacred to Native Americans or like Hawaiian people like we don't we don't even know so I think that's why people are like let's just make a, a horror trope out of it and it's like no like that's not should be taken seriously for sure and I think that causes that stigma to not be taken seriously and people al- just feel weird around it.
0: Also, I wonder like how big the burial crown was. Like like how much land would they need for their, you know, would we need to bury people underground? And then we also need land for like homes and so like at the same time, like I just can't make sense of it, you know? Like I feel like these big corporations think like that's the only way.
1: They're not they're usually not known to be sustainable or you know culturally just respectful and so i i guess it doesn't surprise me especially back then that big corporations just don't care because i mean just now i think they still have a lot a lot of work to do um And they're kind of opening their eyes a bit um, because people are calling them out in social media and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, maybe it's,
0: yeah. there's just a lot of work to be done. Mm. I don't know. But like, even if they didn't have a choice, like, I'm sure they had a choice, but like, they could have respected them better. Like, they didn't even talk about, they didn't even like, agree with maybe their tribe and what to do they just threw them in a trailer and just forgot about them like insane make...
1: yeah yeah um i also do think um if you like you were saying something about like walking in like there's so many places that we mm-hmm. walk in and we don't even re- we might not realize that there could be um bodies or like right native like native american bodies underneath too. Um I think the reason we might think it's cursed, like another reason. Yeah, it's just that guilt. Um because we've kind of like mistreated them a lot. They're historically one of the most mistreated um groups. Like they're actually they were here before everyone else was. And um the re and then now they just almost like you don't see them a lot of representation everywhere and right. i think yeah it's that guilt that comes out and kind of that afraid like you know like almost like a karma thing like that you treat someone bad like it will come back to bite you and you know it will like it'll like come back at you and i think that's something else to consider
2: yeah maybe it's like a good warning sign for a lot of people cuz they tend to abuse, you know, these lands and stuff. So maybe it's like a way of scaring them off, you know, and it kind of mm-hmm. does work in a way, but I feel like also it like kind of seems like a tourist attraction for people. Like if yeah. it was real, they would like try to kind of treat it like a haunted house rather than like a religious thing. And I think that's where like the line is mm-hmm. drawn where it's like religion and, you know, making it into like some sort of like trying to find a way to p- get people to respect it. But I feel like it still is wrong though like even though yeah like it is scaring people but it's like you shouldn't use fear to like get people to understand you know
1: right and parody as well i don't think that's right
0: so i mean at least they have the protection act um that Javier talked about um so before they had that you know we know that a lot of they were exploited and Javier also talked about the museums that they were put in. They were used as research. Um, Their rights were violated. And so many of their rights were violated. Um, But even though this act may be in their pleasure, but there's a lot of uh, confusion um, on what exactly is considered under under this law. Like, nothing's perfect, and you know, a lot of our law is a bit it's not really um, doing justice you know like it does help in some way but it's not perfect um, mm-hmm. so they I mean we still have a long way to go but I want to end off with something um, words from a fellow na- Native American um, he was I think his name is Blackbird. Um, and he was talking about his response and what he felt about what people are doing to his ancestors. Um, He says, brother, they do not allow our dead to rest. They dug up their graves and bones of our ancestors were thrown away and we could never find them to return them to the ground. I have listened with a good deal of attention to the wish of our father. If the big knives, after they kill people of our color, leave them without hacking them to pieces, we will follow their example. They, they have themselves to blame. The way they treat our killed and the remains of those who are in the graves in the West makes our people mad when they meet the big knives. Whenever they get any of our people into their hands, they cut them like meat into small pieces. We thought white people were Christians. They ought to show us a better example. We do not disturb their dead. What I say is known to all the people present. I do not tell a lie. Brother, it is the Indian custom when engaged to be very angry, but when we take prisoners to treat them kindly. This is just a glimpse of some problems that indigenous people are facing to protect their dead and their traditions. and as we talked about, indigenous people are always fighting, um, even in the twentieth century, for their dead to be honored, their rights to be heard. Um, and as we talked about, it was not even till the nineteen ninety that their protection act was passed. And um, The federal law enables tribes and descendants to reclaim their ancestral remains from museums and federal agencies in the United States. Um, And to this day, tribes are working to return their sacred dead back to the earth. Um, I can't imagine what they're going through and what they're feeling. Um, And I just have so much respect for them for what they've gone through over the years
2: yeah honestly, like the the horrible history of the tragedy that has happened against them and the amount of disrespect that has been put on to their people and to the land that was once theirs, that has been, you know taken up by um settlers and people who, yeah, who have values that are, you know, like their religious values. But the problem is, I guess there's just this this barrier of understanding and respecting other people who have differences and having that understanding with them would have changed a lot but that's a huge difference that I guess is still a problem even today amongst not only Native Americans but amongst other races and it's just something that I guess we just have to keep pushing and trying to to get justice for these people and to get that misconception out of the way and I mean this podcast is definitely more of a social commentary than it was for this time but I mean it's an important topic and you know even with horror there is a lot of truth that's underlying to it and Mm -hmm. it's just an important topic to discuss and especially nowadays so
1: yeah um I'd love to support like some Native Americans who are in horror like any filmmakers that would be cool or any writers who are actually like um in the horror community I'd love to like support them and you know check out their work uh because I feel like they're you know, I'd love to see, like, hear their stories, and it does, it's not going to be, like, Indian burial grounds, like, you know, you're, like, all those other, like, horror movies that they've done in the past, um, I'd like to see, like, some real, like, some, in, some voices from Native Americans, and, you know, producing really great works, of horror and i love to see that and i also liked how you Mario, you ended off with um the words of a native american um because that is important and it's it's really about their story and um how they relay it and you know their emotions and they feel it the most you know what we feel is probably not even like compared to how they feel about their people and it's just amazing amazes me how they just go forth and you know
0: they're very strong and I-, I admire that yeah at least they um the protection act um let them get their ancestral remains from the museums you know at least they got that Um yeah. i was happy to hear that because that would just be so wow if we took away something from them yeah. It should be returned.
1: Um I wonder if there are like I think even today they're probably still like they're still trying to get some of yeah. their artifacts back and everything. And rightfully so. But yeah, this was a very uh interesting podcast. Not like our usual, but I I enjoyed it nonetheless. And if you guys did too, and if you are like if you happen to be um a member of a Native American tribe or any like indigenous tribe at all. Um like please, I, we'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, any stories that you've encountered you've had and you know, or if you're even just someone in horror and you just love to just talk to us, uh, we welcome you. And um yeah, so I'm just gonna end it off here. Thank you for listening. And please uh follow us on our social media on our twitter and um our spotify and yeah thank you thank you so much
0: thanks for listening guys um also check out our website <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't already um but we look forward to our next episode and it will be more scary than this one uh yeah i don't think you guys are ready <laughs>
1: stay tuned guys see you later